0: Welcome to day one hundred and ten of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. We've just come uh, from one of the most climactic passages in all the prophets, the the final servant song, you know, in Isaiah, beginning in chapter fifty two and going through chapter fifty three, and of course the appropriate response to the sacrifice of God on our behalf is not only to rejoice in what God has done, but to respond in in grace to what god has done so we follow this up with two invitations one in chapter you know 54 which we'll finish the week with and the other in chapter 55 which is the grand invitation you know of isaiah's prophecy so we have that to look forward to on monday uh, we hope you'll uh, read the psalms we've provided in our reading plan and in our um, bible app on the weekend and of course gather with god's people you know as as we worship together and celebrate you know what god has done uh, so we pick up in uh, Isaiah 54. Seeing barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. And Lord's the place of your tent, stretch out your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you be spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God for a brief moment I abandoned you, but with deep compassion I'll bring you back in a surge of anger. I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I'll have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. To me this is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. For my covenant of peace Be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazuli. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness you will be established, tyranny will be far from you, you will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed, it will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to weak havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So you move from the sacrifice of the servant to the res- restoration of the city of uh, Jerusalem and the welfare of God's people and the beautiful invitation to come in and, and rejoice in the work that the Lord has done, you know, through his servants. Uh, uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> oh, was, we're Hopefully that. we're talking about the same verse. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, we, we still, again, just see the, the love of the Lord. You know, though the mountains in verse 10, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed yet, my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, and my covenant of peace, uh be nor will my covenant of peace be removed," says the Lord, who has compassion on you. So again, just love that that foundation that it roots us in with the deep, unshakable love of God that we just saw in Isaiah fifty three.
1: Yeah, I was, I was actually going to talk about that verse, but uh I, I also love in this section and in, in throughout the prophets, you know, at times when. The prophets want to emphasize something about the Lord. They'll say, you know, this is the Lord Almighty. This is the sovereign Lord. You know, and here it is. The maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. And, and then later on when he talks about having compassion towards him, he says, says the Lord, your redeemer. You know, and and just pulling out, man, the many, the many facets uh, of our God and, and the way that, not just who he is, but the way he interacts with us as well, that. He redeems, he comforts, you know, he restores. He, he's sovereign, um, and, and just helping us cap, kind of capture a, a grand vision of, of our God and and his posture towards us.
0: And you have, you know, you, you, know, you began with the song, you know, the song of the barren woman, mm-hmm. and of course that is a big part of Israel's history. How God has mm-hmm. brought fruitfulness out of barrenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have that, you know, with Sarah, you know, had trouble conceiving. You have it with Rebecca. Isaac's you know uh, Isaac's wife who also you know had you know trouble you know conceiving you have it in various places through the story and of course that's where the story you know according to Luke the New Testament starts you know with uh, Elizabeth who in in Zechariah who had longing for children and never had children and yet God has blessed them with a child that will be bigger you know than life and, and so the song of the barren woman is that uh, you will have more children than those you know that those who had to uh, those who have, have a husband. And then, of course, you have you know, later on the Lord saying, I myself am your husband. And and it's a beautiful portrait. Enlarge your tent, stretch out your curtains wide, you're going to have a, a huge family. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, Paul uses this very phrase to talk about our inclusion in the family of God, mm-hmm. uh, how we as Gentiles far from God were we're barren in our hope of knowing one true God, and yet we've been invited in through the cross of Christ. So the, the whole song of the Old Testament and the New Testament, the song of barrenness giving way to fruitfulness, and of course that's a bigger picture of the work of God in us, in a barren hearts that are not righteous, that have no desire for godliness, that have no desire for the things of God, mm-hmm. that are transformed and bear fruit because of the work of the Spirit in our hearts and lives.
1: And I love just the portrait here of just such a loving and relational God, where He tells us, "I will have compassion." Well, with everlasting kindness, makes you think of His kindness that leads us to repentance, and then He says, "I will have compassion on you." Thinking of the verse that the Lord has compassion on those He loves, and so he's so relational, and He does um, care for His, you know, His people.
0: Now, this is this is you. Know, you talk about that relational. It's, it's, it's it's intimate and romantic, you know, even. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will call you back, you know, as a wife who's been abandoned and deserted, someone who had been rejected, you know. um, And he says, with everlasting kindness, I'll have compassion on you and and remove you. So he uses, you know, not not, just relational terms, but the most intimate of relational terms, Mm -hmm. you know, in describing, you know, who, who we are. And even the offspring that come you know these children will be taught by the lord and great will be their peace and righteousness will be established and and then all these reasons to do not fear and nothing because he is near and so even the the offspring of the children being taught and raised up in the lord and so obviously the need um, for the people of god to to do that that the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed which you look at those and those you know, for us, we're a sign of permanence. You mm-hmm. know, it, uh, I was watching a show the other day talking about the heritage of the mountains. They've been there for 8 million years. They'll be there for 8 million, you know, more years. And, of course, that's the way we think about them. Uh, but, uh, you know, God is saying, the mountains have no permanence, but my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. My covenant peace will not be removed. And, and, of course, he's talking about the ultimate fulfillment of this. It's not just, you know, the fact that they're brought back out of exile from Babylon and restored to the land. But uh, one day God will put everything right. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, this is our heritage and our hope as well, that we will know his righteousness, his justice, his peace, his compassion, uh, unaltered intimacy you know, with him and joy in his presence. I love that. Children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. Just simply doing what you have not done. You have not received instruction from the Lord. You've not listened to his wisdom nor his guidance. You've not put your trust in him, and great has been your distress. to the children who will hear and who will listen. And, of course, Isaiah has been saying that from the very beginning. You know, you have ears, but you're not hearing. You have eyes, but you're not seeing. You have minds, but you're not perceiving. And here the wisdom of the Lord has overcome you know, that barrier and brought about p- children who will be instructed and, and the results of their instruction as they know his peace.
1: Yeah. Even just the way the song ends, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. And, you know, if I read this and think, okay, this is the Lord has promised. You know, he, he is the one who can bring this about. And what's my response? It's, it's simply to receive it, you know, and, and, and to walk in it and to— um, to be mm-hmm. taught by the Lord. And, and and just that that reminder, I mean, th- to me is even when you get the disciples question um, to Jesus, like at this time, you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel because they know what great future awaits, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at times, it's, again, that the prophets help us reorient ourselves towards the end in some ways, but to this future glory that awaits mm-hmm. us, yeah. you know, to be reminded that future glory isn't just glorious because it's something, Uh, but because of what awaits us, because of the God who awaits us. uh,
0: Mm -hmm. In, in, In actuality, they probably didn't have a good vision of the future glory. Uh, there's a very yeah. limited glory of, you know, political, you know, change and things, you know, in a very temporal kind of situation. And, and, and Jesus enlarges their vision as does, you know, all of the prophets enlarge our vision. This is far more, you know, that something can happen by, you know, having the right people in office yeah. and, you know, making the right votes and living under the right, you know, constantly. This is far bigger than that. You know, there's a deep work of God and uh, it, it is a work, you know, that is all of our hope. And, and we need to remember that in our days of turmoil, that we're not citizens here. Our hope is not here. And obviously we work for the welfare of the city, you know, or the country, you know, that we're, you know, we're, we're a part of, but ultimately our city and our country is somewhere else. And this is, you know, the call to that. And it, it's, a, it's a beautiful call, you know, of God's peace. So it's been a fun read. And uh, Isaiah, we've covered the last two, you know, servant songs and uh, we'll, Uh, Cover the rest of this invitation on Monday, which is uh, Isaiah fifty-five is beautiful. We've talked about, you know, yesterday, the day before yesterday, we talked about you know a redemption with without money. Uh, It's a redemption of great, uh, great price, and it's a redemption you know of great value. And uh, we can't come into you know God's presence and say, I'd I'd like to purchase a little bit of that. The only way we can receive it is a gift because it's way over our ability you know to pay for. But he has paid for it and bought it for us in Christ Jesus. Matt, do you mind closing out the week for us with a word of prayer?
1: Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we do thank you for for the future glory that awaits us. And, and so, as we live in the present, um, would we be shaped by you shaped be shaped by what you've done, um, what you're doing, what you will do? Um, and Father, we do look forward to Sunday, um, asking that you would be with us. Um, you would meet with us, shape us through your word, and um, give us a, a vision of Christ that is um, that is worshipful, that, that, that brings you glory, and, and transforms us. Father, thank you for um, this time together. Thank you for um, the joy of getting to gather with your people soon. Um, Father, we, we ask that you would continue to, to be with us this weekend, um, continue to transform us. Um, Father, would you Would you continue to get glory through us? It's in Christ's name we pray.
0: Amen.